Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host. Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod, reacting to what is a bad day for the Denver Nuggets. And for me, there is no two ways to slice it. Uh, A lot of you listening right now probably saw this coming as the reporting, half reporting over the last week or so, uh, that Tim Connolly was an extended conversations with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then we find out on Monday afternoon. It was live when I was on the air. Adrian Wojnarowski dropping a Woj bomb that, according to ESPN sources, Denver Nuggets president Tim Connolly has agreed to a deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves that'll make him one of the NBA's highest compensated executives. Significant coup for the Minnesota franchise. Wojnarowski went on to say Connolly will sign a five-year, $40 million-plus deal that includes ownership equity, sources said. Massive deal and franchise-changing move move for the Timberwolves. Wojnarowski added, Denver made a bid to keep Connolly that would have moved him into one of the better-paid league executives, sources said. But the ownership equity with Minnesota is life-changing, something only a very few executives have in their deals, end quote. Okay, guys, there's a lot here. I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't realize that there was other uh, executives in the league in like the basketball operations department that had ties to ownership equity. Uh, I said on the podcast last week, I know that was rumored to be a part of the negotiation, and I said I'll believe that one when I see it. Well, I see it. Tim Connolly has done a great job, capital G, for the Denver Nuggets for the better part of a decade. He has not been perfect. Okay? Nobody, guys, nobody bats a thousand. Have there been uh, a deal or two that have aged poorly? Sure. Sure. Every executive has those. What every executive does not have is the draft resume of Tim Connolly. And I mentioned this last week, the number one quality for someone that does Tim Connolly's job in Denver is being able to identify talent and draft the future of your franchise. He's done that. The latest example literally came in the last week when Bones Highland was the ninth player in Nuggets history to be named uh, to the all-rookie team, second team. That is a massive accomplishment. He did that with the 26th overall pick. And of course, it's not just Bones. We know all about uh, the drafting of Nikola Jokic in the second round. Did they know uh, Nikola Jokic was going to be an MVP? No, they didn't. But I'm seeing some of the removal of credit from the Jokic draft pick. Are you kidding me? We're just now going to retroactively remove the credit from Tim Connolly for drafting the 13th back-to-back MVP in the history of the league? Of course we're not going to do that. No rational mind is, anyway, that doesn't have some sort of agenda at play. Of course he gets credit. And then the circular logic of, oh, well, Arturis, you know, really was the one that identified Jokic. Again, 
just just dumb. I'm not saying Arturis didn't have a hand in the evaluation process. And even if Arturis was the initial one to say, hey, Tim, we need to look at this guy, great executives have the humility to, one, put the right voices around them in place, but two, and maybe, maybe even more importantly, listen, genuinely listen to those voices. So I wasn't in the room uh, years ago when they, they drafted uh, uh, the Joker, but uh, I am not here for the retroactive removal of credit for the Jokic pick. And it's not just the Jokic pick. It's the Jamal Murray pick. We talked about it last week. Look at the picks after Murray or even right before Chris Dunn's and others. It just didn't work out. He identified Jamal Murray, who outside of injury is on a terrific trajectory. It's Monte Morris. I believe Monte Morris can be a championship backup point guard. He identified him in the second round. Gary Harris is a starter in the NBA, drafted Gary Harris. And even the guys that don't get the headlines, the... um. You know, Jared Vanderbilt or Malik Beasley. Like, Malik Beasley's a starter in the NBA. So, Tim Connolly over and over has proved, uh, that, in my opinion, what the number one attribute for success in Denver. But it's also another layer. It's the building of the culture that cannot be overstated. Outside of maybe the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets have the best small market culture that other teams would would die to have. And it is my belief that it is Tim Connolly who, from the top down, has instilled and imprinted that culture upon this franchise. I remember it wasn't too long ago, he is sitting in the Superbook.com studios here at Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan, sitting across from me, saying that... We do not want to run this basketball operation from a transactional standpoint. We want this to be genuine. We want relationships. We want to know who these guys are. We want to be connected on a personal level with these guys and their families. And they've done that to such an nth degree that nobody, and I mean no one, has a bad word to say about Tim Connolly. Three quarters of the league, maybe more, would love to swap out They're either general manager or president of basketball operations for Tim Connolly. This is why he was on the shortlist with Sam Presti, Masai Ujiri, Bob Myers, right? He's on that shortlist for a reason. So don't for a second try to rationalize on a bad day. Just lean into it. It's a bad day for the Denver Nuggets. There's Again, I I, I repeat myself, there's no two ways to slice it. If you think that Hey, um, this, is, this is okay. Nuggets will be fine. And, and by the way, I'm not telling you that they won't be fine. And we can talk about that in a second. But if that's your initial take, that, oh, it's okay. Hey, hey, the Nuggets just lost a top three executive that literally was the architect of a team that we're hoping is contending for a title. It's fine. It's like that old gif with the little, um, I'm not hip enough to know what the context is, but that little guy with the fire around him, and he's drinking the coffee. This is fine. Now, I'm not saying that the Nuggets franchise is on fire. But, like, I, I, I have seen some of that over the last week, I think, from Nuggets fans who are trying to, like, come to grips with bad news. Every, every day is not a good day for Denver sports, and this is a bad day. So if you're just super dismissive, um, you either work for the team or have some sort of bizarre agenda where you just refuse to, like, you can't, by the way, you can't build up a guy for the last half a decade for all the great things that he's done, and then when it's time to no longer be a part of the Denver Nuggets, oh, it, it, it's no worries, that guy's not, he's not really that great. He, he, he paid Will Barton and Jeff Green, he stinks. Like, no. So has he won titles? No. But at the same time, he's got this 
uh, franchise in a position to contend for a title legitimately. And how many times in the history of this organization have those words been true? Not very often. They got a good one in Tim Connolly, uh, arguably a great one. And the Minnesota Timberwolves were paying him like a great one. I bet the Lakers would love to hire him. Seriously. So, the, but I will say this, though, and there's a lot to unpack here. When I saw Woj confirm that there was ownership stake in a very bizarre roundabout way, it actually made me feel slightly, slightly better about the Cronkies not stepping up in the way that I hoped that they would. You heard from Woj, apparently the Cronkies gave him some sort of offer, some sort of bump, okay? But when you talk about paying a guy top three, top four money in the sport, and he gets a stake in ownership with organizations and a league that is growing globally, who knows what that looks like? You know, Tim Connolly's still on the younger side. Like, who knows what that looks like in seven, eight, 14 years? So, conversely, though, like if it was if it was just the, if it was just the five for forty, I'd st- I'd be critical, more critical of Josh Kroenke, uh specifically. I- I'd be more critical, saying that hey, you you say that you're all in, you're willing to go in the tax and all that, and all that's great, but you 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 got to follow through on 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 that guy because that guy built it and that guy matters, so you should pay that guy. And by the way, you'd be paying him like one half of Will Barton's salary. They they can pay it. But when I saw the ownership stake, I actually don't blame the Cronkies for not taking out a knife and giving him their piece of the ownership pie. That is a bold move for Minnesota. I don't know what happens if they like ever want to get rid of Tim Connolly. I'm sure there's like clauses or provisions or whatever in place. Um, but that just that makes it more tricky. And I think if you want to rationalize why Tim did what he did. I think that's one of the main things to point to. And then the fact that the other layer of this whole thing is he's not going to, you know, um, lead the Atlanta Hawks. He's moving out of the house only to be the Nuggets neighbor in division with real pieces to build around. And Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. A team, by the way, that the Nuggets have had history with. So the other layer of like, uh, uh, like even personalizing it more. T- t- Tim, is he's leaving, but he ain't going far. He ain't going far. And he's got a really nice base to work with. It's just a shame that Connolly here in Denver couldn't follow through on the vision that he had for this team. Because hopefully... We are seeing his vision sharpen in 2022 and 2023. That a legitimate title contender can come into focus. And it's just it's a shame that before we start that race, before that starting gun goes off, that he won't be a part of it. He'll be running his own race now. And by the way, from a personal level, we we wish Tim the best of luck. This is not this is not like turncoat Tim. That's not that's not what this thing is. N- not even a little bit. So um yeah, and then, okay, so here's even uh, another layer. Um, we don't know if Calvin Booth, who has will um, take over as, as uh, the leader of the basketball um, side of things in Denver, 
And, 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 and by the way, like, apparently that was always the plan. Like, if Tim was going to move on, that was always the plan. And I think it was Shams who had this first. Shams Sharanya um, said that uh, Nuggets GM Calvin Booth is now expected to assume lead basketball operations role for the franchise. He said there is significant belief in Booth inside the organization and former NBA veteran, um, and the former NBA veteran is well-respected as a rising executive across the league. Okay, that's cool. Um, I, I like Calvin Booth from what I know. Unfortunately, I don't know enough of him in this role that he's had for the last year or so as general manager. It doesn't sound like the wording from that. He's going to have that title of a president of basketball the way that Tim did. It just remained the general manager and the leader on that side, which really was what Tim Connolly was up until the point where the Wizards tried to court him to come back home to Washington. And then they gave him that title of president of basketball and uh, he apparently, the, the, I have heard, went from the dead last paid general manager. They gave him that title, and he was up near the middle of the pack, uh, but still a far way of what he was just uh, been offered and is taking in Minnesota. So, but we don't know. I, I bring up Calvin Booth because we don't know if Calvin Booth has the same outlook on this team as Tim did. And by the way, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, maybe you know, he'll have less allegiance to guys maybe that Tim held on a little bit closer to. Or maybe it looks like he's not as loyal to Michael Malone. And what does that mean? Well, not just being uh, quicker to move on from Michael Malone, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Faku Campazzo would never be a part of this team if Calvin Booth had been the general manager. Because it, 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 that felt like a Michael Malone advocating for Faku type deal, and you have this allegiance to Michael Malone, and now Faku Composo is part of the Nuggets for the past little bit now. So maybe it's like like fringe roster stuff like that. Maybe it's fundamental roster stuff. Maybe maybe Calvin Booth doesn't think that this core can win a title. And by the way, we don't know the future, guys. Maybe he'd be right in in looking at it like that. We just don't know. We just don't know. And that's why, you know, one of my big takes today is like, you, how could you be like excited or happy about this? And believe it or not, I've seen some of that. Um, when you have no idea what you're inheriting. So you're just going to assume that the Nuggets as a organization are going to strike. Lightning is going to strike for a third consecutive time. Man, I, I just think that is like really wishful thinking. And obviously I'm hoping that's the case, right? I mean, gosh, I live in Denver. I do this podcast. I, I want the, I want, I want Calvin Booth to be great. I just have nothing to draw from that would lead me to believe that's the case other than blind optimism. And, and, and you could say, Oh, well, people were freaking out when Masai Ujiri left. Look, guys, two of the five most um, heralded and thought of executives in the league right now are Messiah Jury and Tim Connolly. And you, like, we just can't think it's going to be a birthright that you're just going to print the next best general manager because you're who? The Nuggets? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I am, while, while I, I, I agree it, it, is a, it is a bad day, <laughs> I've made that clear, um, it's also not a day where you say the sky is falling. Okay, let's be mindful of that. Uh, there's some really awesome players on this team that are locked up. I think the future can still be bright. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to uh, be 
just overly exuberant or optimistic just for the sake of being optimistic. The Nuggets are losing a good one. And then here is another layer slash ripple effect. You just don't know how this will age with some of the players, and mainly Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Now, do I believe this move unto itself would dissuade Nikola Jokic from signing the Supermax this summer? No. In fact, I think he'll sign it. But I would just bookmark this in a sense of, like, relationships matter a lot. And Connolly poured himself into these relationships. There is a scenario where a year, two years down the line, that we look back and say the Tim Connolly departure, largely over finances, the Tim Connolly departure was the first crack. Now, we don't know what the second or third crack could be. And I'm not forecasting that. I'm just being realistic. This is the NBA, guys. This is the NBA, okay? If Jamal Murray, two and a half years from now, the third thing happens, and he's looking back saying, first of all, the guy who built this team, they didn't want to pay because they weren't committed to winning. And now this happened because they weren't committed to winning. And maybe it's a, hey, and they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give Jeremy Grant a million more, and he ends up in Detroit, and that was, wasn't what was best for the Nuggets because they weren't committed. You just hope that this doesn't fall in line with other stuff that pisses the Denver Nuggets superstars off. Like I said, mainly Jokic and Jamal Murray. But we just don't know what that looks like either. Again, not painting a, 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 a forecast that is doom and gloom, but trying to be realistic on the landscape of this league in particular. That, and where even the NFL now is becoming more like the NBA with the transient nature of the most important players. But the NBA is so fickle. The, the stars have so much power that I just fear that Connolly had done such a job with fostering these relationships and this culture that the next guy, Calvin Booth, um, just might not have that same quality as a leader, and I hope it doesn't lead to uh, any fracturing or fraying uh, with these star players or just the organization itself. So there is a there is a lot here, guys. No question about it. And you know we're going to continue to. I mean, really follow it all. Follow Tim in Minnesota, the moves that he does and doesn't make, and then really get to know Calvin Booth um, in, a, in a closer way and a more critical way. Uh, because, man, getting this, 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 next, this next one right is just of massive importance. I just, I, I just can't believe, even, if, even as I sit here sort of winding down uh, from this reaction episode from the news that just broke within the last hour, Kind of like, damn. You could make an argument that for, and I tweeted this um, a week ago, like after Nikola Jokic, you may make a fair argument that Tim Connolly was the next most important person to this franchise. And you lost him. That's not good. That's not good. We don't know where the Nuggets are going to go from here. Um, But I'm going to bookmark this day. Monday, May 23rd, and we'll just see how it ages, right? We'll just see how it ages. Got, you know, the draft around the corner. There's off-season moves to be made, and we're going to continue to meet throughout this off-season thanks to our friends at Superbook sponsoring this podcast, and we're going to get to know the new shape of the Denver Nuggets because it will not stay the same.
I can promise you that. It will not stay the same. I just hope the next um, iteration of the Nuggets is as smooth as a pivot um, as it was from Masai Ujiri to Tim Connolly. So, again, still lots to unpack here. Lots of uh, meat on the bone. And maybe we'll, um, it's, uh, like I said, it's Monday right now. Uh, we may reconvene uh, in a couple days here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. And maybe you bring a guest on and talk about some of the dynamics as some of the smoke clears and the dust settles. Um, and we get maybe even some more details on the process and have even more thorough reaction or more thought-out reaction of the ripple effects and layers uh, that led us to the news that just broke within the last hour. Unfortunate news, but I hope it finds you well, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, And whatever is next uh, from a conversation standpoint or a movement standpoint, you know that we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.